Americans are losing weight and feeling better with the 10 Tune at You weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Here is U.S. Army Sergeant Dave Myers. Since I started taking the Nuvina, probably, I want to say 60, 65 days ago, I have lost over 12 pounds. I have a long military career, and it has caused some issues with my knees and my ankles over the years, and I have become accustomed to just being in pain with one of those areas. I can only attribute the way I feel to the Nuvina because that's the only thing that's changed in my diet, and I am absolutely pain-free in knees and ankles, and it just feels great to be able to get out and run around and move pain-free again. The Nufina Collagen Protein Shake is part of the 10 2 and a Chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Collagen feeds the joints, hair, and skin. This could help you lose weight, feel better, and look younger. Watch the video on ilikehowilook.com and get the full story. They even offer free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. A Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. And good afternoon. It is I, Chuck Morse, Monday through Friday, 10 to noon Eastern Standard Time. Right here at the USA Radio Network. You're welcome to join us at 844 439 1391. 844 439 1391. Has the IRS shared confidential taxpayer information with the White House? Now, obviously, this is a very serious charge. Uh, one that. Uh, is an impeachable offense. It is a crime, and uh, we uh, we are joined by uh, Pashad Katan to discuss this issue. He's an attorney with the, and he's a chief counsel at Cause of Action, which is a uh, legal advocacy group. Pashad, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Okay, uh, we're awaiting the arrival of my guest. Um, there we go. Uh, Pashant, are you there? I am, Chuck. Good morning. Okay, so uh, w- w- when you're coming through, uh, speak up. Will do. Meanwhile, let me just talk a little bit about this organization and what's going on here. Um, yeah, th- this might seem like kind of a routine manner in, in, uh, in conventional uh, goings-on in our government, especially in the uh, an atmosphere, quite frankly, of, I would argue, lawlessness, and that we've come to, we've gotten used to a degree of lawlessness that's unprecedented uh, and open and brazen um, in this White House. And uh, I think it's something that has, um, I, you know, for, for those of us who are complaining about it, we are looked upon as, you know, a bunch of right-wing nutters, I guess you might say, people who used to be concerned about good government. But the vast majority of the American people have gotten used to the idea because they've been they've been basically, uh, I would argue, conditioned, and I do use that word, to want to have 
some that, that there's a virtue in vigorous actions and on the part of in this case it's the executive but it's even more broad than that and that uh those who are standing in the way of such actions are just preventing progress. They're engaging in gridlock. And there's no discussion, first of all, about what is the nature of the actions, whether or not it's good for people. But more broadly, there's no discussion at all virtually uh, about how the system is supposed to work, how the Constitution is supposed to work, the balance of powers, the uh, what uh, what Professor Michael Glennon over at uh, at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy calls the Madisonian government, as opposed to what he calls the Trumanite government. That's another subject. We can get into that in the second hour. Uh, Pashad Katana, are you there? I am, and good morning. Okay, I'm, and thanks I'm for not having hearing me. anything um, in the headphones for the guests. So, I mean, I see that you're on the board. But um, unfortunately, I can't hear you, so um, we'll have to – are you there? No? All right, Chuck, All right. I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? Really to do it's, this is a technical matter, and uh, I'm not a technical guy. There, there we go. Uh, Pashant, are you there? I am. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. We must be having the um, – the NSA must be busy today doing things to our technical phone lines. <laughs> That's um, right. But, uh, yeah. Who knows what's going on? But thanks for joining me. All right. These are very, very serious charges. I mean, your organization, Cause of Action, is uh, is con- creating a brief that indicates that the IRS shared confidential taxpayer information with the White House. Please tell us about it. Sure. And thanks for having me on the show. And good morning to your listeners. Um, our group, Cause of Action, to the IRS and TIGDA, which is the Treasury Inspector General back in 2013, after the groups refused to produce documents about unauthorized disclosures of confidential taxpayer information. Uh, And we did this because of the very fundamental concept that whether you're a big company or an average American, you deserve to have your taxpayer information remain confidential. And earlier this year, we got a very favorable ruling here in uh, Washington, D.C., that ordered TIGDA to disclose whether it conducted any investigations into these unauthorized disclosures. And what that would ultimately show, Chuck, is that uh, whether or not the administration had been targeting certain taxpayers. And earlier this week, uh, TIGDA gave us a letter which uh, admitted that there have been investigations into unauthorized disclosures, which means that the IRS has been giving confidential taxpayer information to the White House. But even then, what TIGDA did was refuse to produce any documents. And so that's where we are right now. This is a, it's 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 really a, a mind-boggling uh, disclosure. The examiner says here, Fed's bulk at releasing docs showing IRS sharing tax returns with the White House. Um, is it going to be a congressional investigation? Is the ISIS committee on this? To my way well, of thinking, this is um, this should be a special prosecutor appointed immediately to get to the bottom of this. Well, we definitely agree that Congress needs to get involved, and, and what we've been able to achieve is to get the admission that there were unauthorized disclosures, um, and, we'll, and we'll continue to fight this case to try to get the documents, but, but ultimately we believe Congress has to get involved. I, I would think that uh, once the new Congress is seated in January, 
there should be um, there should be a, a committee set up to hear this just this case with a special prosecutor. This is exactly the the type of case that um, that triggered the Watergate hearings back in 1973. I mean, this is uh, a serious breach of of government procedure. This is a crime. People should go to jail for this. You don't you don't illegally disclose you know tamper with or unlawfully disclose IRS information about a citizen. Chuck, we couldn't agree more. I mean, ca- cause of action has fought for more than two years to obtain these documents from the White House, and and for the two year and for two years the administration has basically stalled and stonewalled. And, and if there's no smoking gun here, then then why fight so hard to keep all of this information secret? Uh, and and what we know is that even as we continue to fight this case, even if we get documents from TIGDA in this case, they're going to produce heavily redacted documents, which means that Congress and folks within Congress who have the ability to get the documents without redactions, um, they, they need to act on this. Uh, I am even surprised, given the, um, the tenor of the hearings uh, earlier this year, that even these documents exist. I mean, we know that uh, Lois Lerner and many other IRS officials who were the point people for making these sorts of decisions, not only were their emails destroyed, but the hard drives were destroyed. I mean, why, why didn't they just destroy them? I mean, if they're going to do a cover-up. Well, <laughs> and, and, and that's one of the things <laughs> that we've been trying to get more information about. And, and there were a number of hearings over the summer related to Lois Lerner's lost emails. And what we learned out of that, that scandal, which continues even today, is that the administration was targeting certain groups. And now what we're learning is that the administration was targeting certain individuals as well. Do we have a list of those individuals? Uh, unfortunately, we don't. And it, it is protected information under the law so when I say that it's unlikely that in our lawsuit we will be able to get all of the documents without redactions, that's really what I mean. I mean that these laws are set up to protect uh, taxpayers, and, and probably rightfully so. And if it's used properly, we shouldn't be able to determine the taxpayers' names, but Congress can, uh, and the taxpayers can. That's right. That's right. And uh, I, mean, I would think that this would be one of the largest scandals to come down the pike in modern times, I mean, this is the use of a fearful federal agency, that being the IRS, the collection arm of the government, to impede, harass, and otherwise intimidate citizens because of their political opinions. I mean, this is uh, you know, this is something that um, it should be of concern to all Americans, regardless of where you are politically. Um, it's not of concern to the, the mainstream media, which doesn't report on this all that often. Uh, what's going on with um, bringing this story out? I mean, uh, have you gotten uh, what, what's been the response by the mainstream media on this? Well, we have been pleasantly surprised that uh, a lot of groups have picked up on this case and what the case shows, and, and rightfully so. Uh, I mean, remember that the IRS and the White House said that there was not a smidgen of corruption, and, and we know that a huge aspect of the story has been hidden until now, and what we're trying to do is get more of this story out. Uh, and I would say that we've we've had some success with that, but, but you are right, Chuck. We, we haven't gotten um, complete buy-in from mainstream media. 
you know, it says that uh, it says here that your group, your your government accountability group, that uh, you will be filing lawsuits against several federal agencies for improperly delaying uh, Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, what's that about? Well, and and what we do here at Cause of Action, we are a nonpartisan, nonprofit organizations, and we have one core belief, and that's that if the government is going to spend taxpayers' money, then taxpayers have the right to know exactly what the bureaucrats are doing with it. And one way we do that is by submitting FOIA requests, which is just a way to obtain documents from agencies. Uh, every citizen has a, every taxpayer has a right to obtain that information under a law called FOIA. Uh, and unfortunately, what we're seeing is that a significant number of agencies under this administration uh, stonewall when you submit these FOIA requests, and sometimes they stonewall for years. And even when they produce documents, they redact the documents, which means that you get documents with large black boxes on them, and you can't tell what's actually in the documents. And unfortunately, the only way to get around that is to file a lawsuit, which uses up uh, time and resources, and it also uses up taxpayers' money. I don't understand how it could be that um, a government agency or a government agent of any of any type would not be be required immediately to provide anything that Congress requests. I mean, I would think that if you have a government agency that that stalls such a request more than maybe a few days, then that person should be brought before the Congress in chains. I mean, this is a violate. This is a, you know, the Congress is the law is the is the you know holds the law of the land. I mean, they're the representative of the people. They have legal authority, lawful authority, to uh, conduct business and investigate. Uh, and, and when you have a government agent who is paid by the government, who we pay, the taxpayers, refusing to comply with a congressional request, I mean, uh, to my way of thinking, that person should be incarcerated until they agree. That's criminality, isn't it? Well, and, and that's what we, what we, that's what we've seen. We've seen that even with Congress, when Congress submits subpoenas to agencies to obtain information, things that we, we might not be able to get, and maybe we shouldn't be able to get, but even then, the agencies are able to first delay and then produce documents with heavy redactions. Uh, and, and Jim Jordan recently was on, uh, was on a show where he brought, brought in some of these documents that the, that his committee had received and, and what you saw was a very large pile of documents with very large black boxes on the entire page of every document. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. Parshad Kassan is my guest. Cause of action. We'll be right back. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. 
go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. 589%. 589%? That is how much more fat you could burn if you were using the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system from ilikehowilook.com. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. A double-blind controlled clinical study showed that the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system burned 589% more fat than exercise and dieting alone. Think how much easier it'll be to lose weight. Go to ilikehowilook.com and read the study for yourself. You swallow a small capsule at 10, another at 2, and eat a tasty collagen protein candy chew anytime you need a snack. And with that, you could burn 589% more fat. Watch the video at ilikehowilook.com to get the full story. Most people notice a curbed appetite and more energy the very first day. It's safe, all natural, there's a money-back guarantee, and they'll even send you free samples. Go to ilikehowilook.com. ilikehowilook.com. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again, thanks to Trinity. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752. My name is John. I'm Vicki. And I'm Emma. And, and we're, we're debt-free debt for keeps. That's 1-800-793-8752. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and uh, Prashant Katan is my guest. He is with Call to Action. We're talking about their uh, their lawsuit to uh, force the uh, Obama administration to turn over uh, documents indicating their handling of tax uh, IRS tax returns. Uh, one of the um, cases recently brought, and I don't know if it was brought by your group, was um, an investigation into whether Austin Goolsby, a former senior economic advisor at the White House, had assessed Koch industry tax records without authorization. Now, we know that um, the Democrats have gone after the Koch brothers uh, 
uh, we've seen a shrill and vituperative attack against them for years, um, mainly because they are not uh, they, they support conservative causes. They're one of the few that do. By the way, I mean, if we take a look at the um, you know the the Forbes magazine top richest Americans. The Koch brothers are the only ones up there who are not on the left and who are not Democrat supporters. And so they're singled out and they're attacked for, for that. Um, and apparently that attack is going beyond just the usual, you know, kind of uh, organs of the media that uh, that uh, conduct this sort of business. Apparently there's been an attempt to uh, look at their tax returns. Uh, what's going on with that? Well, Chuck, that's that's uh, one of the things that that should get uncovered in our lawsuit. I mean, remember the concern here is that the administration shouldn't be able to target certain groups or certain individuals. They shouldn't be able to get at certain individuals' taxpayer information. Uh, and we believe that's what was happening here, and that was one of the reasons we filed this lawsuit. And and as I mentioned earlier, what we've uncovered in this case is that we now know the IRS was giving the White House. Uh, confidential taxpayer information. What we don't yet know is whose information that was. So uh, are you having, are you getting any congressmen to work with you on this? I would think that uh, the information should be subpoenaed. Well, we definitely know that there's congressional interest. Um, as I mentioned, Jim Jordan was recently on a show talking about this matter. Uh, now, Ways and Means is one of the committees that can actually get access to these documents without redactions, which would be very helpful to uncover exactly what was going on here. But we're, we're definitely um, uh, in touch, and um, hopefully Congress will take some action on this. So then uh, after the Republican Congress is sworn in on January 3rd, will we? do you think we're going to see hearings? Do you think we're going to see... Uh, the white uh, and 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 the, do you think the White House is going to call you know compl- uh, claim executive privilege? Well, we'd love to see some hearings on this. And remember that over the summer there were a number of hearings just on the the targeting scandal and mo- mostly related to the IRS lost emails. But we'd love to expand those, get those hearings expanded to cover um, what's happening here. Uh, to be to be quite candid, I would I, I'm not anticipating that in our case. Uh, the IRS is going to release these documents, at least not in a uh, in a manner that they'll be unredacted and we can tell what's in them. Uh, and that's why, again, I think Congress needs to really um, act on this and, and get the documents. I'm concerned that the um, the new Republican Congress is not going to have the, let's just say, the fortitude to uh, to carry this out. Um, at least from what I've seen. I mean, there's some good members there, but, um, yeah, I, they're already talking about breaking several campaign promises. They're, on immigration, they're talking about just doing some kind of token slap on the wrist. There's not going to be a challenge to the president's uh, executive orders. And I, I, I'm worried that the same thing is going to apply here. The, we, we've gotten used to this idea of a government that can behave outside the law, and uh, many people even applaud this. Um, in fact, uh, during the State of the Union address, when uh, President Obama said that if Congress doesn't do what he wants, he's just going to sign orders, and he got applause for that. That's you know that's unlawful, but yet uh, we, people have become so conditioned to this idea that that um, we need to have something done, and there has to be some 
sort of an action. It's kind of like the whole mantra during 2008, hope and change. Hope for what? Change of what? You know, it's, uh, you know, the system is broken, which is nonsense. Um, and that therefore people have been conditioned to accept the idea that the president and, and others are going to operate outside the law, agencies and whatnot. So I, I think that's what we're up against. And I think that the Republicans, I don't know if they've got the nerve to, to stand up to that. What do you think? Well, and we, we agree completely that the government must take responsibility <clears throat> for what it's done. And, and that's what cause of action is fighting to make sure happens. And uh, in a very real-world sense, we're fighting for every taxpayer and every citizen's right to privacy, prevent the government from meddling in our lives, and and this lawsuit, we hope, is one of the ways that that can be done. But but you're right; that's certainly not the end of it. Um, we we need to get Congress to act on this. All right, uh, Pashai, we're going to take one more break here. We'll, we'll be right back. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again thanks to trinity if your debt has you down call trinity at 1-800-793-8752 my name is john i'm vicky and i'm emma and And we're we're debt free -free for keeps that's 1-800-793-8752 you'll want to listen when chuck moore speaks on the information radio network Thanks so much, and my guest is Parshan Kaitan. He is the chief counsel at Cause of Action. They are they're basically launching a lawsuit against uh, the government to have information released with regard to um, IRS tampering with uh, taxpayer information and its connection to the White House. Uh, Pashat, this is a very serious matter. I don't see how, if this is discovered, there can be any other conclusion if the White House is implicated, then uh, then that uh, this is an impeachable offense. 
Uh, we'll, we'll never get to the bottom of Lois Lerner, of course. Uh, she uh, destroyed all the evidence, but uh, we already know that uh, she's been in touch with the White House over time, that the, the former uh, chairman of the IRS had visited the White House many dozens of times, that Obama himself actually bragged publicly about t- sending the IRS after people. Um, there's enormous amount of evidence that the White House was at least aware of, if not coordinating, a concerted effort, particularly after the midterm election of 2010 when the Tea Party Republicans had an overwhelming victory to slow down that juggernaut in advance of the 2012 election. And, of course, uh, they can do that legitimately by going out and and engaging in public policies and giving speeches and trying to influence public opinion. But to use an agency of the government paid by the taxpayer, especially one like the IRS, which has an enormous amount of fearful power over citizens, it loathes what people do personally, it can it can imprison people, you know, for things that they're doing in their personal lives. It's it's very invasive. That is a breach of, of public trust to a level that should never be allowed. Even even a suspicion of such a thing should never be allowed. So you're going up against a power structure here, and they're not going to give give in so easily. I don't see how you're going to get to the bottom of this thing unless we get a couple of patriotic congressmen that are willing to stick their neck out. Yeah, I mean, Chuck, the, the power the power to tax is the power to destroy. And what these documents show us is that the White House was able to obtain citizens' private tax information and to do so secretly. And, and the people whose information was turned over to the White House, they were never informed. And, and that means that none of your listeners are safe. And we we have we have been able to through this lawsuit get the IRS to admit that there were uh, disclosures to the White House. But what we need to uncover, or what the next step of this is, is to get get those documents and and to find out who was targeted and why. Is there any evidence that this sort of illegal and unlawful behavior has stopped? No. Um, and, and in fact, one of the things that we'd like to see happen is for the administration to take responsibility for what it's done, and it could make a statement. And remember that this is the most transparent administration in history, or so it would like everyone to believe. And if that's right, then they can make a statement right now and, and tell everyone what they were doing, why they were doing it, and to confirm that it has stopped. So then, in other words, they they could still be snooping into our tax returns, even as we speak here. That that that's right, Chuck. We have we have no information, and and the White House has um, conspicuously been silent about whether or not uh, they did access the confidential taxpayer information previously, or whether they're still doing that. Now, I mean, I don't have hard evidence, but I've interviewed enough people anecdotally who have told me that they've been audited recently after they made a public statement or once they got involved in um, in public issues. I mean, I was audited when I ran for Congress and against uh, Barney Frank back in 2004. I was audited twice. Nothing came of it, but, you know, it's very, it's very chilling. You know, it has a uh, very fearful effect. 
All right, we're going to take one more break here. Prashant, we'll be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on-demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Com. I used to be a hairstylist. And my name is John Jorowitz. I used to be an auto mechanic. Nine years ago, we actually called into Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for a home business. And when we started the three-step plan, we started part-time. But within the first year, I decided to go full-time. And then a year later, I went full-time. We really enjoyed the freedom that comes with us. It's given us more time to be with family, and it's given us the ability to be able to do some traveling. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. The three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years. And I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan is you can actually have customers calling you. You don't have to be a salesperson, and you get to work with nice, family-oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com, or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thanks so much. And my guest is Prashant Ketan. He is the chief counsel at Cause of Action. We're talking about the, uh, the connection between the unlawful perusing of IRS information by the government and whether or not uh, that was uh, authorized by the White House. Um, his group is, has a lawsuit. They're, they're moving in on, uh, on gathering such evidence. We'll see what happens in January next month when uh, the Republicans take over Congress. We ought to contact our Congress people, Democrat and Republican, 
and tell them that we want to get to the bottom of this issue. This isn't because we have something against the president or, or anyone else. It is a matter of whether or not our federal government you know, has a right to, to use and abuse private information, which is what uh, your, your tax return is. I mean, what could be more private than how you spend your money? How you earn it, where you go with it. I mean, this is. Uh, I mean, I, I would argue this shouldn't even exist. But putting that aside, since the government has that information, we ought to be darn very careful to make sure that it's not abused. So, uh, Prashant, I hope that that your group uh, succeeds in your efforts. Please stay in touch with me uh, from time to time so I can get updates on what's going on here. Um, just uh, let let my listeners know where they can get information about this and about you and your group. Absolutely. Um, Chuck, we, we, we are at www.causeofaction.org. Uh, we'd love to hear from your listeners. And thank you so much for having me on the show. My pleasure, and uh, let's stay in touch. Thanks so much, Prashant. Okay. Okay, so this is, um, again, Cause of Action. They are um, they they have new work that this group do that indicates that the IRS has shared confidential taxpayer information with the White House. Now, again, I mean this is a a very serious matter, uh, one that should transcend political considerations. Uh, you know, it gets to a, a a more fundamental question, which is. Why exactly do we need to be telling the government what we do with our money, how much we owe, how much we earn, you know, who we pay? All of that most personal information is in the income tax return. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they are true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse Speaks You know, okay, so we're talking about here about the IRS, and um, you know, we, we've become used to not questioning existing entities. And once they draw the line in the sand and create a government agency or they transfer sovereign power from the citizen to the government, it tends to become 
what the Israelis would call a fact on the ground. It, it, it just is, exists. It's forever. And to question it is seen as, uh, you know, regressive somehow, going backwards, assuming that such an agency was progress. And uh, certainly the IRS comes to mind as, as one of those. We just assume that this is the way things have to be done. We know that the 16th Amendment was passed in 1913, which authorized direct taxation of citizens, something that uh, the Founding Fathers were against, something that uh, our country had had been against and um, had had conducted its affairs quite successfully without up until that point. Uh, there was an IRS that was put in place only for an emergency situation during the Civil War by President Lincoln in order to raise money to help save the Union uh, against uh, the Southern insurrection. That agency was uh, done away with by President Ulysses S. Grant once peacetime had been established. Uh, here we have a situation, and, and we talk about government intrusion into our private lives. This was the first one, I, I, would, I would contend, where we basically allow the government to require us to file a document every year in which we basically tell them how much money we earned that year, how much money we have, you know, what we paid into in terms of uh, purchasing things. You know, if, if you're in business, you have to categorize all the activities you engaged in that year in order to get deductions for taxes. So it's set up in such a way that you're encouraged. Indeed, you have to disclose information like that publicly, or at least by the, to the government, not publicly, but, you know, it's kind of publicly. And as a result, the government has all of this information about you. They know how much you're worth. They know what you've done. And, uh, you know, we, we assume that this is just how things should be done. We assume that this is how life is lived. But I question why. Why should, in a free society, we be sharing this information with anybody? It is no one's business how much money you have or what you've spent money on. It is no one's business. Now, of course, if you're involved in illegal activities, then we have a system of justice to ensure that there's proper procedure. There's, it's called due process. Uh, but, but beyond that, I mean, why should the government have that information? To my way of thinking, because we're talking here about now we see a situation where the government is using the information against its enemies. Now, I'm sure this isn't the first time that's happened. I think it's happened at an unprecedented level right now. But what, why should they do that? Why should they have that ability to even find out this information? I mean, the government raised funds quite appropriately in the past without direct taxation. They did it through tariffs on imports. They did it through state taxes, which have always been in place and which are a lot less intrusive. You simply 
you know, fill out a little card and 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 send in your state taxes. Um, you know, you know, why should they? Uh, and then the government, the federal government, would get an appropriation of that, which is fine. And also uh, user taxes, usually what they call sin taxes. It was none other than President uh, George Washington who signed the first federal tax as president, and that was a tax on whiskey. Led to the Whiskey Rebellion, where Washington got on his horse and he rode out in front of an army to suppress that rebellion. And by the way, William Federer, the historian I had on the other day, he made the very interesting point that this was the first time in history where a, uh, a military campaign that was, was successful resulted in no, no punishment at all. Washington just simply told people, just go home. You know, don't, don't, uh, he didn't, uh, you know, there was no uh, charges brought against anyone. Anyway, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Joan London. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, Call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591. 800-469-7591. Chuck Morse speaks thank you very much and uh, of course I should mention that my books are available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle uh, just go there uh, put my name in the server Chuck Morse M-O-R-S-E like Morse code and you'll see 11 ebooks pop up and 3 soft covers these are moderately priced anywhere from 2 to 4 bucks a book they're full-length books. They range anywhere from 25 to 95,000 words. Um, these are well-researched books, I would suggest, in my opinion. Uh, you can look at the covers. You could read the reviews. You could read a synopsis. Get a few pages for free. So check it out at uh, Amazon or Amazon Kindle and just put my name in the server, Chuck Morse. This situation in New York with this man who was Eric Gardner, Gardner, who uh, was choked, to, was was put in a chokehold by police and died. Forty-three-year-old man, and the grand jury decided not to indict the uh, the officers involved. I think that's wrong. You know, I think that uh, there should have been an indictment brought against those officers. This man was doing nothing but minding his own business. He was standing on a street corner. Apparently he was selling cigarettes or something like that. Who cares? Trying to make a buck. Maybe it was illegal. 
fine. Give him a ticket. But and and I don't think that they meant to kill him. I don't think that that was what what was about. But nevertheless, this was excessive force. This was, you know, the, the pol- our police need to be need to get better training with regard to uh, how to handle uh, public situations. You know, it's sort of like the same way that doctors need to, as part of their training, develop a certain bedside manner. Policemen need to understand how to work with people. You know, they should never have touched that man. They should have talked to him. And if he didn't want to cooperate, well, fine. Still talk to him. You don't put someone in a headlock and and take them in. I mean, I'm sorry. But I hope that, and and I don't know if race had anything to do with it either. But, uh, okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in hour number two. You're listening to the USA Network. Chuck Moore Speaks. Stay tuned. Using just 10 pounds, you could reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis by a whopping 50%. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from ilikehowilook.com. I have found something that could help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next 30 days without starving yourself or exercising to exhaustion. Just go to ilikehowilook.com and watch the short video. ilikehowilook.com uses hydrolyzed collagen protein to help you lose weight and tone up. They also have a thermogenic capsule that could curb your appetite, improve your mood, give you more energy, and the best part is that it burns fat like a blowtorch. I introduced this to some of my friends a few months ago. Within just a couple of weeks, most were losing weight and dropping dress and pants sizes faster than they could buy new clothes. So watch the video at ilikehowilook.com, and maybe soon you'll be saying, I like how I look. An actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. When our daughter Emma was born, we took a look at our credit card debt. It was not a good situation. We had been running up balances for quite some time, and it became a crisis. Finally, my wife Vicki said, call Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752 to talk to a certified counselor. We called them, they contacted all of our creditors, they stopped the collections calls, they got the interest reduced, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your bills, stop collections calls, wipe out late fees, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We are now completely debt-free, and we will never be in the spot we were again, thanks to Trinity. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-8752. My name is John. I'm Vicki. And I'm Emma. And, and we're, we're debt-free for keeps. That's 1-800-793-8752. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. And good afternoon. Chuck Moore speaks Monday through Friday, 10 till noon. Eastern Standard Time here at the USA Network. You're welcome to join the program. 844-439-1391. 844-439-1391. A couple of weeks ago, I had on this program Professor Michael Glennon. 
He's the author of um, of Double Government. Um, the, uh, the the book deals with the uh, national security state, as he calls it, um, which he uh, traces back in origin to the um, the creation of same by President Truman in 1947, in response to the Cold War. He he reorganized the government, created a CIA as a permanent agency, created the NSA, all by executive order, by the way, and uh, the National Security Council. This uh, put in place an establishment of a very secretive and vast system that uh, Professor Glennon uh, documents as having expanded ever since to the degree that it's become a virtual double government, uh, what he calls the... uh, the public government, um, the uh, what what British uh, theorist uh, Walter Badgett in in eighteen sixties in England referred to as the uh, the formal government, and then you have the uh, more secretive real government, where power is actually wielded, and uh, you know he says that the in this country this is uh, again uh, uh, Professor Michael Glennon's thesis and Michael Glennon is no right-wing conspiracy guy either. He's actually a liberal Ivy Leaguer. He's an establishment type. He is a professor, after all, at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy. On the line with me for a live interview about their... And, uh, you know, it's very establishment, very liberal. He's a former chief legal counsel to the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, in other words, he's an insider. He's not a he's not a radical. He's not a bomb thrower. He's not on the right, <laughs> you know, like maybe one could say I am. Uh, and yet he's he's writing a book that that is almost as if you're reading something from the John Birch Society. You know, he's blowing the whistle on this uh, this secret establishment. But he, you know, for lack of a better word, and what's interesting about it is that you find that people both on the right and on the left who are not necessarily of the establishment, they both have the same conclusions about this. I mean, I would argue that um, the people on the left are unwittingly a part of the problem because of the fact that their philosophy would adhere to a a more authoritarian-style government, whereas the people on the right tend to be uh, more libertarian in nature. Uh, they tend to want to have government uh, you know, regulate and, and adhere to Judeo-Christian morality, but not on a national level. They tend to want uh, government to conform to the will of, of local and, and, or state government. And if a local or state government wants to be liberal, Generally, you know, conservatives don't have a problem with that. I mean, for example, you know, the state of Nevada has legal gambling, legal prostitution. I don't think conservatives object to that. They don't may they, they may not support gambling and prostitution, but they don't object to the right of the state of Nevada to uh, to have that if that's what they want to have. Um, and at, by the same token, they don't object to the state of Utah being a dry state. In other words, the issue there is one of subsidiarity with a federal government sort of staying out of social questions. Um, I don't think that uh, 
conservatives were concerned when different states had different abortion laws, for example. Um, you know, even even now, I suppose you could say the same thing about gay marriage. You know, if some states have it because the people of that state want it, then that's the will of the people of that state. What they tend to object to is a nationalized uh, nanny state, you know, kind of one-size-fits-all approach that the left it does adhere to, at least unwittingly. But nevertheless, good, well, well-intentioned leftists join conservatives in their concern for this sense this illusory system where you have government power transferred from the formal elected visible government to the less visible, less accountable, often invisible, deceptive, unaccountable government that is appointed, that is part of bureaucracies, if you will, that is, uh, for example, judges regulating and governing from the bench. They don't have the legal authority to do that. Um, you know, where a president is governing by executive order rather than deferring to Congress, which is the only body, Article One, Section 8 of the Constitution confirms, to make laws. The president is there to enforce laws and to enact laws and to propose laws, but the making of law is the sole prerogative of Congress. The president then does the what I just mentioned, and then the Supreme Court and the federal bench uh, is, a, uh, is a review board, if you will, in terms of ensuring that such laws are consistent with constitutional rights. And um, what we have then, and Michael Glennon describes it as a double government, is something which involves a transfer of such sovereign powers to this unelected, unaccountable uh, bureaucracy of so-called experts that are tend to exist at all levels, local, state, national, and even international, and that tend to wield power. Now, to an extent, this is natural. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the visible government always depends upon experts. And there's not, nece- there's not anything necessarily wrong with that. You know, I mean, a president or a congressman or a, a judge, they can't know everything about everything. You need to bring in experts to advise, especially when you are crafting public policy. The problem arises when this class of experts becomes, you know, actually that we're both equally carrying the image of God and that in Christ that we have equal unity in God. It just means, though, that even though we're equal, there's still differences. And it doesn't mean that we just dust those image, uh, dust those differences under the mat. That there, that our differences are more than just our sexual uh, function. That our differences 
are designed by God to, for one, for human flourishing, and then Paul mentions in Ephesians 5 that our differences, specifically in marriage, point to the greater reality of the gospel, that Christ giving himself up for his church, uh, actually marriage depicts that in the way that the husband is supposed to lead his wife, but yet serve his wife by giving himself up for Okay, now, I'm glad so, you mentioned that, too, because, because um, you know, there's such a, there's such a, um, a, a, a resistance in our culture to talk about the husband being the head of the wife. What, what, do, you, what do you think that, where do you think that resistance comes from? Yeah, I think with uh, postmodernism, there is a, uh, you know, since, since there's really not an arbiter now of truth, uh, that since everything is subjective, there's a real basically tossed up for power. And there's, you know, because now the arbiter of truth becomes who, who has power. And so I think when people look at relationships now and, and they hear that the man is the head of the wife, they hear that, oh, that's a power thing. But sure, the reality sure. is the way that the, the Bible depicts that is actually the opposite. It's more about responsibility uh, in, in his leadership. And so the man is supposed to love his wife. Even Paul says in Ephesians, he's supposed to serve his wife, but uh, he serves her by being uh, the provider, protector. Uh, you know, Paul says in First in, in Timothy um Um, that uh, men are supposed, First Timothy 5.8, that men are supposed to provide for their wives, you know, that okay. if they don't provide, they're worse than an unbeliever. Okay, so I agree with that. This... I agree with that. But let me ask you a question about that. Let's yep. say, and I totally agree that a man should provide for his wife, but let me ask you a question. Does that mean that it's, and this is where I think some, some people get confused, you're not saying it's wrong for a woman to work, are you? Or, or Because in Proverbs 31, a woman is working. Right. But that does not, that, that a man should still be, I assume, the sole provider um, although I, I don't know, I mean, some people would argue, I mean, would it, would it be wrong? Well, let, me, I, I, let me go back to this, you know, this idea of submission. Okay. Um, it, the submission is first grounded in, in a man and a woman's submission to Christ. Okay. Um, you know, if you look at Colossians uh, 3, before Paul says, wives submit to your husbands as is fitting the Lord, uh, before, he, before that, he says, and whatever you do, and word or do, word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So there's this idea of like we're all submitting to nation above citizens. What you do with your money, what could be more personal than that? You know who you where you spend it, who you're spending it on, with names. I mean, it's it's amazing how much they're able to gather, and and I think it's wrong. I don't think that we should be filing those sorts of tax returns. I don't think it's any of the government's business how much money you have or what you spend money on. None of their business. None of their business. It's a private matter. It's private ownership, private property. And does that mean you shouldn't pay taxes? No, you should pay taxes. But not not on, you know, your private income. It seems to me that uh, a better system would be a consumption tax, where rather than being taxed at the source, where you earn income, where you have to report on that, and then you have to go through this, gyration of, of taking deductions and declaring what you spent money on, it would make a lot more sense to have a simple national sales tax on certain items. I would argue that it would help develop a better accumulation of capital, particularly for lower-income people, and it would be more efficient for the government to 
continue to maintain a level of, uh, of uh, revenue that it needs to function. And that would be down the principle that was originally established by George Washington when one of his first acts as president was to impose a national tax on whiskey. Led to the Whiskey Rebellion, but nevertheless, it, it was a, a thin tax. I don't think there's anything wrong with having such taxes gathered for the consumption of certain products, high-end products in particular. It is a way to tax richer people. I mean, you know, we have people, you know, railing against, you know, calling for taxing the rich, people like Elizabeth Warren and other people who engage in class consciousness rhetoric, while they're billion, never mind the fact that themselves are millionaires. Um, it would seem to me that it would be a way that the taxes could be gathered anonymously. While Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama have been in Washington trying to legislate an economy, I've been all over America working to improve the economy one family at a time with the three-step plan home business system. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. Thousands of enterprising Americans have changed their own financial futures by starting a business from their kitchen table. Most began part-time using their personal computers, telephones, and a belief in the American dream to carve out a stable business in a stormy business climate. They are housewives, truck drivers, downsized executives, health professionals, and even a lawyer or two. You could earn extra money or even replace your job. Technology advances have made this simpler and more efficient. So don't wait another 10 years. Check out the three-step plan. Go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Today in America, people wake up worrying about their job and paying their bills. And that stinks people in third world countries wake up worrying if their children will have anything to eat and that stinks even worse there's a way to help solve both of those problems get on the internet and go to usagoodness.com and find out how you can be a social entrepreneur hi how in the world are you anyway i'm andy willoughby and for years i have been helping people work from home with usagoodness.com, you can earn extra money working from home by helping to feed starving children in poverty-stricken areas. How great is that? The only tools you'll need are a telephone, Internet access, and a good work ethic. We'll teach you how to be a social entrepreneur and earn extra money while helping others. Go to usagoodness.com or call 800-301-6177. 800-301-6177. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. 
go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Did you know that by losing just 10 pounds, you could reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis by a whopping 50%? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from ilikehowilook.com. I have found something that could help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next 30 days without starving yourself or exercising to exhaustion. Just go to ilikehowilook.com and watch the short video. ilikehowilook.com uses hydrolyzed collagen protein to help you lose weight and tone up. They also have a thermogenic capsule that could curb your appetite, improve your mood, give you more energy, and the best part is that it burns fat like a blowtorch. I introduced this to some of my friends a few months ago. Within just a couple of weeks, most were losing weight and dropping dress and pants sizes faster than they could buy new clothes. So watch the video at ilikehowilook.com, and maybe soon you'll be saying, I like how I look. Taking back America one listener at a time, Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and uh, we are back here uh, talking a little bit about my interview in the first segment, which revealed that uh, the, uh, the Obama administration has used the private tax returns of citizens who they view as opponents of the regime in a way that uh, would, would be damaging to them. Highly illegal, an impeachable offense, something that all Americans should be concerned about, and that the uh, They've been able to get away with uh, refusing to release information to our elected representatives in Congress because they've sufficiently demonized Congress um, to, uh, to cow them and to condition, I would argue, the American people into accepting the idea that the president has this extraordinary power to act above and beyond the Constitution. Um, and it gets into the broader questions, as I mentioned, of this so-called double government that Professor Michael Glennon at Tufts, uh, Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy at Tufts talks about. And again, Michael Glennon is no right-winger. He's, a, uh, he's an establishment liberal who uh, is revealing something that should be of concern to all of us. Now, as I mentioned, I mean, it's natural to an extent to have experts, specialists, unelected people advise our elected officials on all sorts of matters. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having a professional class of people who can advise. In fact, it's good. But the problem arises when those so-called professionals begin to govern themselves. They basically begin to assume governing powers, and they have no right to do that. Ultimately, governing powers should reside in the hands of those who are authorized to uh, to conduct it by the people through elections, at least in this country. And uh, so, Glennon exposed a uh, what I would argue is a conspiracy. What has become a conspiracy that he says, he says started in uh, 1947 with the 
development of the national security apparatus. I think it goes back further than that. I think it goes back to World War One. But putting be that as it may, the fact of the matter is that this national security apparatus that President Truman set up, which includes a CIA, a permanent spying agency, and a, a national security council, and later he established the NSA by executive order, and, and he did it in secret, by the way, that this has, and I think that Glennon makes the case, resulted in the creation of, an, of a double government. That is this so-called double government that calls the shots. And we're talking about an entity that at this point has reached a budget of over a trillion dollars a year, much of it off the books. We're talking about upwards of a million employees, which includes various subcontracting agencies, thousands of them, uh, and, and if you include the whole world. And much of this is secret, and literally secret, and then it's classified. And it is these people who consistently make public policy and decide public policy, regardless of who is in the White House, regardless of who is in Congress, and regardless of who's on the Supreme Court. And in fact, they get many of their own elected or appointed to the what 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 uh, Professor Glennon calls the Madisonian government, the official government, the president, the Congress, and the Supreme Court, as opposed to what he calls the Trumanite government, which is this unofficial bureaucracy. Now, in a couple of weeks, I'll be interviewing Joseph Plummer, who is the author of a book called Tragedy and Hope 101, The Illusion of Justice, Freedom, and Democracy. I've interviewed Joseph before. He's a very good researcher. And his book is a review and a synopsis and a distillation of Tragedy and Hope, which was a book published in the 1960s by a professor named Carol Quigley. Carol Quigley had been a Harvard and Princeton graduate. He was a he was the head of the International Relations Department at Georgetown University. He was a mentor to President Bill Clinton, um, a liberal, by definitely a sort of an establishment guy. But he wrote this huge book, book that was suppressed, by the way. They destroyed the place and took it out of print. Called Tragedy and Hope. I have a copy of my shelf. Fortunately, some of them were saved and then recreated. That outlines the nature of this double government. It didn't do this virtually, but it did it. We'll go that time. A piece of chocolate cake called you into the kitchen? Has the Dairy Queen sign ever forced your car into the drive through lane? Have you ever had a bag of chips dive off the counter right into your hands? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, speaking for the ILikeHowILook.com website. Chances are, at some time in your day, you have been and will continue to be the victim of cravings. ILikeHowILook.com website realizes that you can't hide in your closet all day just to avoid snack attacks. That's why they recommend the 10 2 and a chew weight loss system. 10 2 and a chew offers powerful, natural appetite suppressants to put cravings on the run. To see a video explaining how it works, just go to ilikehowilook.com. 
They will send you a free sample. Most people notice a difference the very first day. It's much easier to lose weight without those sneaky cravings. So watch the video at ilikehowilook.com. That's ilikehowilook.com. Have you ever had a piece of chocolate cake call you into the kitchen? Has the Dairy Queen sign ever forced your car into the drive-through lane? Have you ever had a bag of chips dive off the counter right into your hands? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby, speaking for the ilikehowilook.com website. Chances are, at some time in your day, you have been and will continue to be the victim of cravings. I like how I look.com website realizes that you can't hide in your closet all day just to avoid snack attacks. That's why they recommend the 10 2 and a Chew weight loss system. 10 2 and a Chew offers powerful natural appetite suppressants to put cravings on the run. To see a video explaining how it works, just go to I like how I look.com. They will send you a free sample. Most people notice a difference the very first day. It's much easier to lose weight without those sneaky cravings. So watch the video at ilikehowilook.com. That's ilikehowilook.com. Thank you. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And uh, talking about uh, Joseph Plummer's new book, Tragedy and Hope 101, uh, he'll be on with me sometime next week. It's an analysis of the great Carol, Professor Carol Quigley's uh, tome, Tragedy and Hope, which is a huge book. It's a real doorstopper. It's like over a thousand pages. Most of it's dull and uh, academic stuff. But in the course of that book, Carol Quigley basically... Uh, you know, he blows the whistle on on a whole rotten establishment, unofficial government that has aspirations that you wouldn't believe. And he does it because he was a part of it. He's an Ivy League, Eastern Seaboard, liberal establishment figure. And again, I'm not suggesting that there isn't a certain natural element to elitists raising to positions of influence and and, um, and and controlling uh, things from there. But it, it reaches a point of corruption when those people become the government and when they become so entrenched that they can, uh, you know, they can operate almost in their own universe. They, they, these are not people who have any particularly strong-rooted sense of, of morality. They're not generally, frankly, religious people. They are amoral. I mean, Henry Kissinger describes it perfectly in his book, Diplomacy. And Kissinger is a classic example of this himself, of uh, this uh, glorification of the secular person who is devoid of religious uh, sentimentality or, or affectation or superstition, which is how they view it. In other words, they don't have it. They're not bound by conventional nostrums of what is right and wrong or even of reality itself, but that, in fact, they are upholders of power. They believe in state power as an active force, as a physical force, and that uh, the ends justify the means to achieve that power and advance it into areas that it may never have been before. They are They have no problem engaging in all kinds of immoral behavior, whether it be murder or crime or war 
or manipulation of currency to create depression or, uh, you know, or inflation uh, or any other manipulation of people in order to achieve their ends. And their ends tend to be an informal international entity of control. Uh, Carol Quigley lays it out clearly in Tragedy and Hope. They want to control every habitable corner of the planet and do so without formally doing it. They leave in place the trappings of government. They leave in place the, uh, the ritual of religion and of things like private ownership. They leave in place, you know, all of the, uh, you know, you know the, the sense of independence. But in fact, they are able to control things from behind the scenes because they feel that this is virtuous and they feel that they can do good that way. And they genuinely believe that. Uh, the problem is that uh, it runs against human nature. There is no need to have anyone control anyone. The American system was set up as, a, uh, as, a, as, a, as the ultimate rejection of this ancient and hoary idea, one that goes back to the ancient Egyptians and the Sumerians, who ran, to, who ran completely totalitarian and uh, bicameral and unicameral societies where people could not think on their own. Everyone was collective. This is why I argue that collectivism and the reemergence of the left in the, in the modern times, starting with the French Revolution, is a regression back to those ancient times. That's not progress. That is a stripping away of the sovereign individual under God, which is what Judaism, by the way, is all about, and which is a source of anti-Semitism. My, whole new, my new book deals with this. The source of anti-Semitism is because you do represent someone who operates outside that system. Okay, we'll be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. For taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the On Demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, proof of God in heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God 
via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, Home Advisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And Home Advisor is absolutely free to use. At Home Advisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And uh, just defining here a little bit on this, uh, sort of this informal establishment, I'm doing it as, as, as a reaction to my guest in the first hour, Hashan uh, Kaitan, who was with the cause of action, was bringing a lawsuit. They have to bring a lawsuit, apparently to get the government to release information about the fact that they are snooping on people's tax returns. Where did they get that power? Why do we even file these things? Giving the government our most personal information. It's none of their business. Anyway, um, Carol Quigley and Joseph Plummer in his book, he shows this sort of informal development of this Eastern Seaboard establishment that Basically, it's, it's kind of an Anglo-American thing that plotted to control the world. You're not the first one. It's a conspiracy that goes back to ancient times. You know, Nimrod in the, in the Bible, in the book of the Genesis, or, or the, uh, the Tower of Babel. What is he trying to do? He's trying to conquer the world and conquer heaven and overthrow God. That's why he built that tower. And what did God do in response? He struck him down, and he scattered the people of the world into separate nations, creating separate sovereignty and separate languages so that they, they couldn't understand each other. It was, in a sense, the beginning of the development of separate sovereign nations, that each would have its own destiny, that each would develop its own national character, and that would, as such, begin the process of protecting rights by dividing power. That's what it's all about. I mean, that's the underlying theme that, that makes up our own system here. That's you know, the division of power, the uh, separation of power, the balance of power. We have visibly three branches of the federal government that are supposed to balance each other out. That's the genius of, of James Madison's Constitution. He understood human nature, which was the the illegal, unlawful desire to accumulate power into the hands of a few, and to then exercise that power, often under the under the under the aegis of doing good, with good intentions. And so he deliberately set up a means by which 
basic powers of government would be divided into three pieces. And we'll look at that. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. And so I'm talking about uh, the findings of uh, Professor Michael Glennon and more recently Joseph Plummer in his analysis of uh, Al Quigley's book, Tragedy uh, and Hope, which documents this Anglo-American secret establishment that uh, really came about uh, with World War One. Or, or before that, with Cecil Rhodes and his his development of the Rhodes uh, Roundtable and, and all of that, you know. And of course, when you talk about these things and you talk about secret societies and their influence on, on the world, you know, you're, you're called a, a nutter and a right wing crank or, or a left wing crank, for that matter. And um, I, I think that's that's part of the that's part of the uh, strategy, in a sense. You can't talk about these things because you'll be attacked. Why? Why should we not talk about the influence of secret societies? I mean, is it something, why is this taboo? Why are we to think that there's something wrong with that? You know, that's a question that no one answers. It's just assumed. The fact is that these sorts of influences, I'm convinced, exist, and that's fine, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. But it becomes corrupt when it becomes, when it reaches a level of influence by which elected powers are transferred to it and they themselves are governing. You know, we think, we wonder why it is that every time we have a change in administration, we have a change in Congress from one party to the other, why it is that nothing seems to change. Why it is that policies just seem to continue. And those policies tend to be the gradual but yet identifiable concentration of powers away from the sovereign people and into the hands of government elites. Why does that continue? Why is it that we elect a Republican Congress to address President Obama's self-described by many unlawful usurpation of power by issuing amnesty to five billion people. Why is it that this new Congress is probably not going to do anything about it? Why? We elected them to do it. Why is it that nothing changes? 
why is it that Obamacare, with its death panel and this transfer of the ability of the individual to make decisions over their own health care, what could be more personal than that? Why is that never going to go away? Why will they might they might do some things that give the appearance of change, but it's not likely to change? Why is that? I think that the answer is because we're, we're governed by these unelected bureaucracies now, who are neither Democrat or Republican, they're neither liberal or conservative. They know how to bend and twist to fit any any sort of approach. And they're involved in what Henry Kissinger called real politique. You know, I mean, it's a... Why is that? So, I mean, I think that the answer is because government powers have been transferred. And while experts have their role, the system is corrupt. We have, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve was a major transfer of power. A lot of this happened, it seems, with the advent of the Wilson administration in 1912. That seems to have been a watershed event for this uh, establishment of this elite, elite transfer of power to these elites. It includes the multinational corporations, or some of them, the biggest ones, which, by the way, tend to be staffed by and made up of very liberal people, not conservative. Um, you know, for example, I mean, Walmart, the left likes to rail against Walmart. Well, guess what? Walmart was, was a, a key player, if not the most central player, in the creation of and implementation of Obamacare. You know, people don't realize that. Why is it that when you have one of the few people who are very wealthy blowing the whistle on it, the Koch brothers namely, they're so attacked and vilified, and then we're conditioned to think that that's good. And we have left-wing nincompoops leading the charge almost as if they don't know what they're doing. Why is it that the federal government can get away with taking tax returns from people and you don't hear much said about it. I mean, I had this guy locally, a conservative, tell me that this was not a, this was a non-starter. He tells me this isn't a real scandal. I haven't spoken to him since. Why is that? Why are we conditioned to believe that these things are appropriate? I mean, it's it's a it's a situation where I don't know. We've forgotten who we are. You know, we've forgotten in faith and religion. And, and you know, I go to my synagogue, which is a, by the way, an Orthodox synagogue. And they don't have any belief. They don't, they, they, they're worried about, you know, whether women can stand on one side of the room or the other. They're afraid about God. Are you tired of having more month left over at the end of the money? Then you might want to consider a home-based business. On average, a home business household earns nearly twice as much money and you don't have to fight traffic. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the three-step plan home business system. Building a home business could help you get out of debt, improve your lifestyle, why you might even be able to save some money for a change. For information, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2100. 
102. There are thousands of people all over the nation using the three-step plan to make money from home. Some are working for just a few extra dollars each month so they don't have to worry about money all the time. Others are building huge businesses that earn thousands upon thousands of dollars and are getting their share of the American dream. To find out how you could make more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's 800-480-2102. Author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thanks so much, and I'd like to thank you all for listening today. I've got a pretty good show lined up tomorrow. Uh, Ted Showbat will be with me from the Showbat Institute. They're doing a lot of good work exposing Islam and its radical agenda. And again, when I say Islam, I'm not talking about you know, your average run-of-the-mill Muslim. I'm talking about, even in that case, sort of the uh, the Islamic equivalent of the Anglo-American establishment, people who are manipulating their religion in such a way that it, it's involved in uh, their own version, I think, of international hegemony. Um, and then in the second hour, we'll be, we'll be joined by Gidon Ben-Zvi from Israel, who... Uh, sent me the information uh, yesterday about the fact that the United Nations just uh, submitted a resolution declaring Ferguson, Missouri as a sovereign nation. Hmm. Gee, I I guess suddenly they respect the idea of sovereignty. What do you think? (laughs) I I think not. And, of course, uh, you're welcome to check out my books. They're available at Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and up they come. They're, they range in price anywhere from two to four bucks. Good way to support this show, by the way. Uh, these are full-length books. You get a good value for that. You get a book that's anywhere from twenty-five to 95,000 words. These are very interesting and diverse topics. You can check them all out. There are 11 of them on Amazon Kindle, and there are three soft covers. Read a few pages for free. You can look at the reviews. You can look at the synopsis. Either way, check it out on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. And um, and that would be, uh, just put my name in the server, that being Chuck Morse, M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you shall see them come up. Anyway, check out the tip. I, I do my daily tidbit. I do it, I'm not doing it maybe once or twice a week, um, where you get an exclusive uh, email commentary from me with a podcast of this program. And uh, you can do that by going to Tidbits, T-I-D-P-I-T-T-S, and uh, the question is. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. You're listening to Chuck Morse, the USA Network. I shall return to early tomorrow at 10 a.m. Have a good day, everybody. By losing just 10 pounds, you could reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis by a whopping 50%. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from ilikehowilook.com. I have found something that could help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next 30 days without starving yourself or exercising to exhaustion. Just go to ilikehowilook.com and watch the short video. ILikeHowILook.com uses hydrolyzed collagen protein to help you lose weight and tone up.
They also have a thermogenic capsule that could curb your appetite, improve your mood, give you more energy, and the best part is that it burns fat like a blowtorch. I introduced this to some of my friends a few months ago. Within just a couple of weeks, most were losing weight and dropping dress and pant sizes faster than they could buy new clothes. So watch the video at ilikehowilook.com and maybe soon you'll be saying, I like how I look.